What's up, everybody? Welcome to the newest installment of the Minorities Report. I am your head minority in charge, Gus, and with me, as always, is my biracial consigliere, Jigel. How's it going, everybody? What's going on with you, man? How's your week going? Uh, so far, so good, man. Just like enjoying this really nice weather. So far, yeah, dude. We finally got under fucking seventy degrees, mm-hmm. bro. I had. Let me tell you something. The if, if people don't understand, we I, bro, it was uh, it was eighty degrees up until last week. Yeah, that's insane, dude. No, honestly, man, like this is freedom for us because yep. like the sun is like a tyrant, you know. <laughs> and when the sun is away, we actually we literally get to play because. Yeah. So I like to um work out like you know go jogging and work out in the backyard and everything when during like most of the uh year of yeah. in and everything uh-huh. i can't because it's too fucking hot i would have to wake up at like the ass crack of dawn just to have some cool weather where i won't you know who's done fu- uh what's it called who's, da- um, who, who's dawn and why are you waking up on her yeah, nice bomb anyway yeah. <laughs> um but um but like you know i don't want to fucking like you know die of like heat poisoning and everything heat heat stroke heat stroke heat poisoning same. you don't want to pull a uh, fucking martin lawrence yeah uh, which almost <laughs> happened i mean martin lawrence well, yeah that's what no, i said no the motherfucker almost died no, no 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 with me oh yeah oh yeah yeah, um, what's it called? I made a mistake of like jogging in the afternoon when it was like you know a hundred degrees. Bro, I've seen people out there in the middle. Why of the, the day. fuck would they do that? I, have you seen them? Out yeah, there in the middle they're, of the they're, day? At, they're psychopaths with no shirt on. Oh, yeah. so you die of dehydration and you gonna get skin cancer? Yep. Oh, that's a double whammy, <laughs> bro. People, but people fuck around with skin yeah. cancer. I've seen some people have to fucking get their nose cut off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, they become Voldemort and everything. But uh, but no, like, <laughs> so yeah, so pretty much like when it's like during the summer or pretty much like most of like um, uh, the year and everything, right. I, you know, I have to I have like a short window of time just to work out before the sun gets out and it gets hotter and everything. That's crazy, dude. Yeah. <laughs> However, with the weather it is right now where it's cool, I have all day to work out and I don't have to risk like, you know, getting like heat stroke or whatever. Right. It's, it's really nice. Oh. But yeah, no, it is. It's finally fucking being normal. I said, I told somebody I work with, like, yeah, we're finally getting that month of winter we get. (laughs) (laughs) Well, one time we actually had like a good stretch of winter. Yo, I ain't gonna lie. Like last year, all the way up until like March, it was only like it never got above seventy five, mm-hmm. and I was cool with that. I was like, bro, they yeah, can stay cool like shit it. all year. Uh, <laughs> this shit can stay like this all year and I'll be good. Mm-hmm. Yo, so yeah. I got some good news. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So everybody's uh, everybody's least favorite gay guy, <laughs> George. Don't was it George Van Cure? I don't know what the fuck yeah. he had like eighteen names. Right. Uh, Santos. Yeah. He got expelled from the U.S. House. Yep. I think he's the first Congress person to get expelled in like fucking forever. And it was a unanimous vote too. It, it was. It, it yeah. was a unanimous, but it was yeah. three hundred eleven to one hundred fourteen. So that means that's a fucking landslide, a shit ton of Republicans yeah. voted to kick his ass out. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, they could only hold off for so long. They wanted to hold that that House majority just a little mm-hmm. bit longer, and they still have it, but barely. Mm-hmm. And. The reason why was because this motherfucker. Do you know he was using campaign funds to get Botox? And, oh yeah, and, and watch gay porn on OnlyFans. Yeah, well, when they said the OnlyFans part and everything, yeah, that's on brand and everything. But like, can you imagine 
voting that asshole in, and this is what happens. Yeah, you must. They must feel like real Bro, idiots right now. And the thing is, he is what they always talk against. Like, oh well, you know, they don't believe that they're conservative. The gay, you know, you can't be conservative and gay. Yeah. But then they go and elect this dude, and he turns into, a, and they're they're surprised. He was a con man before. Yeah. Bro, he was conning veterans out of money, and then let a fucking veteran's dog die. Because he kept the money that well, was supposed to go towards the fucking uh, getting the dog help. All that shit doesn't matter to them. Why? Because he hates the same people that they hate. I well, mean, this is the same motherfucker that when he was sworn in, he flashed the Proud Boys uh, oh, hand God. gesture. Yeah, yeah, and then he had that pin they were all carrying around for a while yep. of a uh, fucking uh, AR-15. Uh, this guy was literally a card-carrying Nazi. Yeah. And so, but... It doesn't matter how yeah, no shit- shame, dude. No oh, yeah. shame. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how shitty a person he is, how much he lies, and yeah. all that. The fact is that they have a this a mutual target. Yep. But so this is why I laugh. You know, in the people who voted in 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 uh, this yeah. is why I laugh at their faces and everything because it spectacularly backfired because this guy did nothing of note no. during his time. He, he did he, not help anyone. Yeah, he claims his mom died twice in nine eleven. <laughs> Jesus Christ She died twice He killed her twice his not, e- not even Zach Morris Bro, Would lie that much And then he's He's up on charges In Brazil For mm. fucking uh, 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 Credit card scams Yep yeah, And he They they caught him Spent last month $4,000 For spa treatments What mm. the fuck Was he getting His asshole bleached $4,000 <laughs> Motherfucker So here, here's the crazy part About this Like so Everything ex- Yeah But no Like expulsion Is the most severe form of punishment for a uh, house lawmaker. Yeah. And it requires, as we mentioned, like a high bar of two thirds of the majority of vote. Uh, and he to succeed. got it. Which, yeah, because the resolution passed three, 311 to 114. Yep. And so. Oh, you know, Maggot Trader Green was one of those that voted to keep him. Oh, totally. Yeah. Or probably voted to ki- uh, kick him out. No, I think to keep him. I know. Honestly, I think, uh, what was it? Either or, yeah. because she would keep him in just to, because, you know, he's another, like, you know, hate monger. Oh, yeah. You know, another liar, yeah, another cro- grifter. Cro- crooks of a feather. But also, this is the same, these are the same type of people that will throw each other under the bus. Oh, absolutely. So, yeah. But here's the crazy part. He is the first member to be expelled from the House in more than two decades and the first to be ousted since the Civil War that wasn't uh, first convicted of a felony. Oh, he's going to be convicted now of a felony? Oh, yeah. But yeah. do you know how fucking... Th- you got to be the fucking absolute worst Bro, if it takes you... De- if it takes them decades to right, oust you. Right now, the Republicans are a shit show. Oh, yeah. He just got expelled. Kevin McCarthy was caught on camera... Mm-hmm fucking kidney punching another congressman mm-hmm. i don't know if you saw that one the dude was being interviewed and fucking kevin carthy went walked by him and fucking kidney punched him that's some high school shit yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like oh like was wait was the swirly wasn't enough or yeah, anything i know well the reason why i think is because that's the same congressman i can't remember his name off the top of my head right now he stood up and he said i want to ask my fellow republicans what have you done what have you done that I can can actually campaign on? Yeah. We have done nothing. He's outright telling him, we oh, yeah. ain't done shit. Yep. Since we had the majority, we ain't done shit. Yeah. You know? Nope. And that was like that dude, Cober. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has, he, you know, he's after Biden left and right. He's trying to fucking pin something on, on Biden. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jamie, uh, not Jamie Raskin. He, I love him too. Mm-hmm. Uh, fuck, the, dude, the Jewish dude from uh, Florida. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. The name is Hazard at the moment. Yeah, he uh, is a congressman. He put him on blast. Yeah. He goes, you want to talk about Biden uh, being crooked, lending his brother money. What about you? Didn't you lend your brother a couple of hundred thousand mm. dollars? And he started calling him names and mm. shit. Uh, Comer. Yeah. You know, trying to fucking get it, skate off. He 
what he's accusing Biden of, he did the exact same thing. Well, that's always this case. Every, that's always the it, case. They say every, every accusation is, is a, a finger pointed back your is a yeah. confession. Yeah. Well, but, my, my old pastor used to say, every time you point a finger at somebody, there's three pointed back at you. Mm-hmm. So, but no, it, it it cracks me up. But no, like it's like like the GOP is basically that gif of SpongeBob where everything is on fire. Yeah. They uh, got, because they got, they got Congressman Copperfield. Yeah. Oh, fucking know, Bobert. Get doing, her get her titties felt up. And then the you theater. got fucking MTG's uh, book bombing because it's full Bro. of lies <laughs> and fucking grammar. Uh, Her mama didn't even buy the book. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying like it's getting flooded with like negative reviews and everything. But this is the GOP right now. It's a it's shit show. Bro. Yeah, because like they're, oh, did they're, you, did it's you, all about it's all about the power, man. Yeah. Like they don't give a shit about the people. Bro, did you see the, that one senator? Um, get, I hate, I'm fucking horrible with names. Mm. He's got some. Uh, he he's got some uh, some some fucking KKK type name. Uh, he's like two feet tall. He stands on on an apple box every time he's in on a fucking debate or something. It's, mm-hmm. He's hilarious. But supposedly he's a trained MMA fighter, mm-hmm. and he he uh, he he had a Twitter war with with this uh, this guy a union rep. Yeah. Uh, and he he had him in front of him, and he he called him out, trying to tell him, "Oh, well, you want to fight? Come on, let's fight. Let's go right now." And Bernie Sanders over there, "You are a United States senator, gentlemen, calm down. You are a United States senator." Is his name uh, Mark Wayne Mullen? That's it. Okay. And Mark Wayne is his first name. Right. It's not Mark Wayne. Oh my. No, it it's Mark sound, Wayne. It does sound serial killerish. Yeah, well, it's not only serial killer. Yeah. It's like banjo wearing a white hood, motherfucking yeah. name. Why not but, both? He he bowed up and tried to try to fight mm-hmm. a union rep, bro. This guy was a big ass bald dude, uh-huh. fucking yoked up. Yeah. And he wants to fight the guy. I was like, bro, <laughs> he's in the union. You know who else is in the union? Motherfuckers that'll break your kneecaps. Oh yeah, the mafia. Yeah, guys. Sh- wait, there's no mafia. What are you talking about? There's mm-hmm. no such thing as the mafia, dude. Somebody wants to be the next Hoffa. You know, got, you know, guys like uh, Tony Two Times. Yep. You know, I'm gonna get the papers. Uh, uh, get the papers. Uh, and Nicky yeah. Nicky Knuckles. You know, but <laughs> how fucking. And honestly, this is like really stereotypical yeah. MMA fighter right yeah. here. Is like you're 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 a con- you're a senator. It's like sit down, put your affliction shirt back on, and calm I'm, down. I'm saying you're a senator. You're you're representing your district, and you want to fucking like throw hands, bro. Speaking of that, I saw a dude in Vegas last time we went. We yeah. went to Vegas, bro, and it's 2023. Yeah, and he had on an affliction shirt. Oh, did he travel back from like 2008? <laughs> I guess they didn't have any. Uh, oh, what's that one? Uh, the UFC brand. They oh, um, tap, tap out. out. They didn't have tap out in his size. Oh, I guess they didn't have Ed Hardy either. <laughs> those those are like the trinity of red flags right there. Yeah. Is Ed Hardy, Affliction, and uh, Tap Out. I, I had an Ed Hardy app, but it was ironically. Remember, I used to wear it to do my uh, my, my D bag impression oh. with the white sneakers and the white belt. You mean douche pull? Yeah, yeah, douche pull. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Remember? That's are you sure you're doing an impression? <laughs> But it no. was of your sister. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it did, did, did just a shit show right now. Yeah. I love Christopher Titus was talking mm-hmm. about that same thing with the uh, senator. Yeah, uh, his show is great, mm-hmm. by the way. It's him and his wife and some other dude. I can't. I don't know who the other guy is. Mm-hmm. Uh, he um, he goes, bro. You really want to step up to 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 a, to a uh, union member? Mm-hmm. I was like. You got your gang. Who? Matt Gates. <laughs> What's he gonna do? Follow him to death. Ted, Ted Cruz. Is right. that gonna be your backup? <laughs> this motherfucker. We're gonna knows. have a rumble tonight. <laughs> this guy knows motherfuckers with crooked noses. Right. <laughs> if you know what I mean. Dude, I I've learned from like watching uh you know Goodfellas, Hoffa, and everything. Don't fuck with the union. No. But also, but yeah, this, ask Jimmy Hoffa what it's like to to fuck with the unions. Oh wait, you, you can't. You can't. <laughs> Well, I mean, like if you make a vi- allegedly make a visit to uh, Giant Stadium, the end zone, right? <laughs> but no, um, 
but this is just it's just so fucking pathetic, man. Like again, like this is some high school shit that the yeah. GOP is doing. You have fucking uh, McCarthy nut tapping people, and then you have Not this assholes. He kidney punched. There's a difference. No, there isn't. Oh, no, it's really. still fucking uh, high bro, school horse shit, bro. The first time I ever pissed blood was when I got hit in the kidneys. Mm. Yeah, I had a fight. Fuck was her. it with uh, Mullen? Fucker. <laughs> no. no. Fucking, uh, I got kidney punched. Mm. Like two days later, I go to the bathroom and blood mm. comes out. And I'm like, yeah. oh, that shouldn't be. Right. <laughs> that shouldn't happen. No, that must have took you back when we went to go see Cree 2. Well, yeah. Yeah. Ex- exactly yeah, like yeah. that. <laughs> no, but yeah, I was like in junior high. high, uh-huh. high yeah, junior high. See, see it, it keeps going back to junior high shit, man. <laughs> junior high school motherfuckers are stupid. That's yeah, why. they are. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, that's just... That's just nuts, though, man. So, you know what's the other reason why they were uh, scared to uh, expel uh, or whatever the fuck George Santos? Oh, because allegedly he has, like, uh, dirt on them. Yeah, yeah. He, he came out, I'm going to tell everything. You know how many? Yeah. He tried to put papers against, um, what's his name, Hakeem Jeffries? Yeah. To say that he's a convicted felon? Mm-hmm. Like, since when? Yeah. How do You You might want to let him know. I don't think he's aware right. of it. <laughs> See, when I heard about this, it's going to backfire on him because he's a known liar. That's his thing. Yep. He's only so, targeting Hakeem Jeffries because Hakeem Jeffries is one of the most eloquent, fucking well-spoken motherfuckers on there. Right, yeah. right. And uh, uh, Jeffries will call him out on his shit. But no, like, so like he'll flex about like you know I'm, I'm going to spill everything about you people and everything. But who will believe you? That's the thing. You know, it's, it's a he, whole like boy who cried wolf situation. He's, he's going to get a job on Fox News or something. Oh yeah, yeah. That's all going to happen. Oh totally. He's going to be one of those fucking like dipshit talking heads. Yeah. Exactly. Um, oh, like that one dude that claimed because uh, I paid a hundred dollars for a turkey, motherfucker. You bought a turkey that cost a hundred. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nobody forced you to buy a hundred dollar turkey. No, nah, like or he'll he'll probably be like you know having a podcast with Tucker Carlson and all those like you know fucking rejects. Oh, speaking of, I, I want to know what the fuck uh, the conservative uh, simper is going to start uh, bitching about now mm-hmm. because their shit was inflation. Inflation has gone down by 6%, and we mm-hmm. have the lowest inflation in the world right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, the unemployment rate is lower than it's ever been in the last 50 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, the So so inflation is capped. Gas just went down in some states mm-hmm. under $3 for the first time since 2020. Mm-hmm. And here locally even, it's down. it just dropped down like 45 40 50 cents it's already down all the way to 329 a gallon and they're so, still going to put those i did it stickers on yeah, there well yeah. that's the thing now because all that shit bitching about oh well, the price of eggs and have you bought milk lately <laughs> I'm like that's what you got eggs See, and milk <laughs> I, I i i imagine they have like a dartboard of random ideas oh god they could do or no the, they don't have ideas bro or that or the <laughs> uh what do you call it the manatees from south park uh they get no but these people get told what to say yeah they 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 watch fox news and they watch A-O-N, A-O-N-N, whatever the fuck that is. Or fucking Prager and you. They, and they just get fed to, to yeah. what to say. They don't, they have no original ideas. Yeah. Oh, Biden is destroying this. I love that there's a guy from T- TYT or the damage report. He goes out and he'll ask them, oh, they go, oh, Biden's destroying the country. How's he destroying the country? Yeah. And they're like, well, he is. Well, the oh, there's the border. And then there's, oh, that's uh, another thing. The goes, whole border. There's so many things. They go, there's so many things. I can't think of one. Yeah. There's so many things that I can't think of one. Oh, you know, I used to say that shit when I had to do a book report at the last minute. Yeah. It's like, what did you like about the book? Oh, man. What's Where not do to I like? start? <laughs> right, right. But no, like their whole like. Um, sensationalism just cracks me up. He's yeah. destroying the country. How so? Like, do you see earthquakes yeah. or natural disasters? There's millions of people coming across the border. Actually, the border's been stronger than it has before. Yep. 
Yeah. yeah. And there's more people. There's more. Uh, there's more fentanyl. Uh, what's not fentanyl? Uh, uh, f- fuck the drug that they're always worried about. God damn it! What the hell's my brain at? Uh, fentanyl. Fentanyl. Yeah. There's been more fentanyl seizures yeah. over the last two years than there's ha- than there was over the last four years previously mm-hmm. to that. And and you know what they say? Oh, that's because more people are bringing it. No, motherfucker, yeah. that's not the way things work. Mm-hmm. You can't count the people you don't catch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but do you know what's happening more more often? Actually, uh, shootings, public shootings. Um, that's due to like you know Republicans not helping to like uh, pass like some gun laws. Oh, that was another thing I heard Titus yeah. say because he was talking about when Ted Cruz came out and said, um, "Oh, here we go. Every time there's a another shooting, they want to politicize it." He goes, "Did you just hear yourself politicize?" No, 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 not that. You say every time. Every th- he go here we go again. Right. Every time, that shouldn't be a thing. Right. <laughs> It shouldn't be like every time there's a mass shooting. And do you know nobody in the world says that? <laughs> right. And also it's like it's not a political thing. Like we don't want to get shot at. No, cuz it has they, nothing to do with politics. Is it they always say the same thing? Uh, oh, they're going to take your guns. Nobody wants to take your fucking Bro, guns. They've Gomer. been doing that that whole fucking lie since Obama was president. Bro, His since, first since term. Obama? Yeah. The, since Jimmy Carter was right. president. But I, no, like it became louder when Obama was president. Well, because he's he black. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they, the guns they, and gun they, sales were on the rise during his presidency. As soon as the as soon as the results came in and he won. Motherfuckers went out and started buying guns. Yeah. Oh, this Negro's gonna take our guns. Oh, we got some uppity nigga in the White House. You know what? You know what? I'm just glad it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I'm glad it didn't happen. What Je- what uh, what Eddie Murphy said back in the '80s about Jesse Jackson? Yeah. Or why he goes, white guys will go in there drunk, vote for him. <laughs> just vote for him. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. And then they wake up the next day. Wait, he fucking won. <laughs> <laughs> he goes. He goes. Well, all I know is if he said, all I know if there's a black president, he better be a, he better be able to run. He better be in good shape. Because he have to tell all his speeches running back and forth going, my fellow Americans, I'm here to tell you. He goes, he won't stay still. <laughs> actually, I'm glad that you brought up uh, Eddie Murphy because that actually is related to our uh, topic for today. <laughs> Eddie Murphy. So let's go ahead and take a quick break. We'll get into it. We're having a lot of fun, but let's go ahead and take a quick break. We'll be right back. You do everything in your car, from talking to friends to watching a movie to turning tricks with a coworker. So why should you get out of your car to eat? At Up and Adam, we're from a time when America didn't worry about global warming, cholesterol, or who could vote. Drive into Up and Adam today. Up and Adam, food from when we were morally superior. And we're back. Thank you guys for continuing to hang out with us. Oh, Jay, before we continue, mm-hmm. another thing. I know you love Titus. I know mm-hmm. you like his comedy. Mm-hmm. You're going to love him even more when he said, he said, people accuse him of being woke. He goes, he said, well, if this is X, Y, Z, and this and this, and this yeah, fucking label me woke. I don't right, give right. a fuck. And then, then he, uh, he said that somebody tried to insult him, quote unquote, by calling him a Democrat. Mm-hmm. He goes, I'm not a Democrat. He goes, I am an independent. However, it's only the Democrats that are actually fucking doing things for people. <laughs> he goes, I'd vote. He goes, I'd vote for a Republican if they fucking did something for people. They ain't doing shit. And it's like, bravo. I said, Titus, mm. if I didn't like you before, I love you now. I, the, did, I did like him. Before. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But he, like, he, he's real, dude. Yeah. But no, like just real quick and everything. It just cracks me up when people use woke as a pejorative. Cause like they're basically flexing about how much they're completely complete backwards thinking fucking idiots. I, I had I had a comment battle with this dude. He goes, Oh, here he goes, you're just woke. I'm like, So you asleep? Yeah. He goes, No, I'm awake. What? It's like, oh, there's a difference between awake and woke. 
huh? what? <laughs> I was like, you must have learned a different English than Awake I did. Awake and woke. There's a yep. difference. Well, you know what George Carlin said? Mm. You, he goes, he goes uh, you got to be asleep. That's why they call it the American dream. Uh. <laughs> because... No, but this they try to say that there's a difference between being awake and woke. Mm. Awake to them is believing shit that QAnon says. Mm. Like that QAnon shaman is running for Congress. I hope you know that. Mm. Yeah. Oh, Jesus so, Christ. Yeah, people get out there and vote. Yeah. Uh, not for him. But he was trying to explain to uh, David Pakman. I don't know if you ever watched David Pakman. Mm. He's fucking great too. And he's telling David Pakman some conspiracy shit. And you just see this confused look on his face. He goes, he goes wait, 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 wait. He goes, what? He goes, where did you find this? Oh, it's everywhere. Now you know this motherfucker's lying. Mm. As soon as they say, oh, it's everywhere. Motherfucker. On oh. Reddit, maybe? <laughs> when they make those generalized like, statements yeah, yeah. and everything. Did you find that on Parler? <laughs> <laughs> or 4chan, maybe? Oh, God. No. So, but real quick, uh, it's just the fact that there's comedians that people don't realize. Mm-hmm. A lot of comedians are very intelligent people. Because mm-hmm. um, comedy comes from truth. A lot of them yeah. come uh, Yeah, and a lot of them come yeah. from depressive backgrounds, too. But that's mm-hmm. another thing entirely. Mm-hmm. But... Titus is just real. Mm-hmm. He just comes at you straightforward, you know? Mm-hmm. He ain't against guns, but he's going to tell you that there there should be stricter gun laws. Mm-hmm. You know, he goes, I'm not Republican, I'm not Democrat, but mm-hmm. if the Democrats are the only ones fucking doing something for people, mm-hmm. I'm going to side with them. Mm-hmm. But anyway, talking about comedians. And actually, when you mentioned uh, comedy coming from truth and intelligence and everything, yeah. and that is like um, real, actually spot on for our subject for today um the legendary uh richard pryor uh today um or the um the day of these uh of this broadcast mm-hmm. is um his birthday well, the day we're recording day of recording broadcast recording either way uh but he uh yeah so he this would have been his 83rd birthday uh so as you know like richard pryor is like one of the most iconic and influential comedians of all time yeah. Um, died at the age of 65. Um, MS, wasn't it? Uh, yes, it yeah. was. Like It actually uh, affected his career, yeah. which is why like he started to take less um, roles in mo- both movies and television. The last role I saw him in was in Harlem Nights, and that shit was fucking great. Yeah. I loved Harlem Nights. The, um, bro, oh, yeah, we're going to talk about that as well. Like His oh, last yeah. movie was actually um, uh, Lost Highway. Uh, by David oh, Lynch. Oh yeah, yeah, David yeah, Lynch. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, but um, but no, yeah. So um, in celebration for his uh, birthday, um, you know, we're gonna actually uh talk about him. Um, how uh, you know how we discovered Richard Pryor, like our favorite moments from him. Oh yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I can't like, wait to tell you my introduction of Richard to Richard Pryor. My intro- yeah, <laughs> uh, my introduction to him uh, was one of his stand-up specials, and I think it was live on the Sunset Strip. Yeah, but see, when we when I tell you that comedians, they either come, they they a lot of them come from traumatic and fucked up, oh, depressive childhoods. That is on. Point if you for watch him. the movie Jojo Dancer. Yeah, which is his autobiography. It was was actually the first and only movie he directed and everything. But yeah, his background was fucking harsh. He grew up in a brothel. Yeah, it was a brothel that was run run by his grandmother. And his mother worked there. Yeah. So she was pipping out her daughter. (laughs) She was pipping out her daughter. Yeah. And oh, oh, and if you want to add on top of that, his uh, father, Leroy Buck Carter Pryor, um, he was a, a former boxer turned hustler and pimp. I'm a hustler, baby. So talk about family business right there. Dude, um, oh my God. Bro, but yeah, but no, he, um, Richard, he had a extremely hard knock life because um, his mother abandoned him. At he was 10. 10. Um, and then he was primarily raised by his grandmother, but she was a violent person. She used to beat him for 
the littlest thing. Yep. You know, um, his like, um, and he was sexually abused at, at seven. seven. At seven years old, yeah. dude. And then he got expelled from school at age uh, at fourteen. And all this shit was happening in fucking Ch- the Chicago area. Yeah. Which is crazy because people think, oh, Chicago, big city, you know. Mm-hmm. No man. So a- with mm-hmm. that, with that type of background. He had to get into comedy yeah. uh, because, you know, they say laugh away the pain. Dude, that's crazy. I, I just saw that in he, he was in the military. He joined mm-hmm. the military for two years. Yeah. And they said he spent almost the whole time in prison. Oh, yeah. In the military prison. Yeah. Oh, uh, because <laughs> he um, was quite the rapscallion. Well, yeah, because so what happened was him and several other black soldiers beat and stabbed a uh, white soldier that was um, laughing at the racially charged scenes of this one movie by Douglas Sir called uh, Imitation of Life. I mean, but like they said in in, hang, in Hangover, but did he die? Right. <laughs> no, he didn't. No, but he learned a real fucking lesson too. Well, I swear, you you stab somebody one time, they get yeah. all, they, they get all mad at you. So, um, but it's um, it's usual for comedians right. to get into comedy because they've had really extremely fucked up lives. Yep. Like for example, Titus, we were talking about earlier. Mother, like, mother committed suicide. His, his father was verbally abusive. Drunk, alcohol, uh, an yep. alcoholic, uh, yeah, his, womanizer. His mother had schizophrenia and she was bipolar. Yep. He uh, almost burned He almost burned himself alive yep. uh, during a in bonfire when he was drunk yep. and everything. And, and drunk in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, his, his ex-wife, his high school sweetheart, yep. fucking cheated on him and divorced him. Yep. Tried to take half his shit. So like, uh, I mean like the common denominator of most comedians is having like a very tragic life, which is why they get yep. into comedy was some, to, some uh, of the best ones have yeah. the most tragic background. Mm-hmm. Some like, of them have good lives, but it's still funny. Eddie Murphy yeah. had a really good yeah, life. Yeah. He had a good upbringing. But yeah, but that's what made Richard's comedy iconic because he was so transparent. He did not shy away from the fact that his mother was a, a, a no, prostitute, no. that his grandmother beat him. He was real. Yeah. And he was, he, he, and he was part of that counterculture movement along with George Carlin and, mm-hmm. uh, what was the guy's name? Fuck. Um, the dude they used to get, he got in trouble. For Lenny being, Bruce. Lenny Bruce. He got arrested doing a stand up For act. cussing. Yeah. For, for using bold, vulgar language. Yeah. Yeah. Because before they would have to go, take my wife, please. Right. right. <laughs> See, you know, it's funny you mentioned that uh, because, you know, before uh, Richard Pryor became the Richard that we know. Yeah. Um, he was a very, like, middle brow comic. He was clean. He well, was... they had to be. Well, yeah. They had to be. He was on Ed Sullivan. Yeah. You can't go on Ed Sullivan and go, motherfucker. <laughs> but, it, but yeah, but like, well, it wasn't just that. He was inspired by Bill Cosby. Bill right. Cosby was actually one of his inspirations. Oh, I know that doesn't sound good right now, oh, but at the time, oh, Cosby was everybody's inspiration. Dude, Eddie, I would like to talk to you. He, That's all I remember. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, but I mean, like, you know, he appeared on the Ed Sullivan Show, Merv Griffin, yeah. Tonight Show, um, and he, um, you he, know. He, he appeared to be safe. Yeah, he was, yeah, he was like, you know, what they would say, one of the good ones. Wow. What? That's what they said? (laughs) I know. That's one of the most racist things. Oh, it totally is. (laughs) And it goes, hey, you're one of the good ones. Motherfucker, what did you just say? Yep. (laughs) But yeah, man. And, um, but no, like, I mean, like the beginning of his, um, his career, like was, was, you know, it was a good, it was a good beginning. Like he was getting all this exposure and everything. However. Real quick, because we said that whole thing where some certain people can be racist without trying to be racist yeah i was watching six feet under i don't know if you've ever seen it i've heard about freddie 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 he's on there and this mexican gangbanger gets killed and they're having Mm -hmm. his funeral the dude that played dexter he's Mm -hmm. on there he comes down and goes hey uh could you come help us with these clients you know because he's like well because they you know they're they're mexican and he's like why Mm -hmm. he goes 
you don't know where I'm from, do you? He's like, he's like old, like, uh, uh. mind you, this kid's been working for his family for years. His father, uh, the, the the funeral parlor owner, mm. his the guy's father actually mm. put him through uh, mortuary school. Mm-hmm. He goes, you don't know where I'm from, do you? He goes, he's like, uh, uh, he goes, he goes, Mexico is 5,000 miles away from Puerto Rico. Come mierda. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, motherfucker. He's like, motherfucker, because I'm brown, I'm Mexican? (laughs) Well, it's funny you mentioned that because Richard started to like, uh, he would tap into like the passive aggressive racism and everything. Mm -hmm. But before we get more into that, we're going to start about like his aha moment. Uh So, uh, so yeah. So as I mentioned, like he worked clean, you know, Mm -hmm. he was like, you know, that safe comic. Um, But he started to like, basically reevaluate his um career he started to re- reevaluate reevaluate his um his comedy bro to tell you how safe he was yeah. he used to perform with bob dylan and woody allen that is safe <laughs> as fuck which is ironic because it's fucking woody, woody allen, allen. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't know that the monster that was inside oh they probably did and turned a blind eye yeah yeah uh but yeah so there was one um so he he was doing a, a show Mm-hmm. At the uh, Aladdin Hotel in Vegas, uh, Dean Martin, fun fact, was in the audience, and how so, about that? Right, and so he basically was—he just like said straight up to the crowd, "What the fuck am I doing?" Here? <laughs> like, imagine and walked off stage, <laughs> right? And he walked off stage. Like, imagine you're in the middle of your job, and you just say to your coworkers, your boss, "What the fuck am I doing here?" Yeah, fuck it, I'm out. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> Dude, that was is, that was pretty much it. Isn't that a movie? Where the person sitting there and goes, you know what? Fuck it. I'm out. Oh, I thought that was the name of the movie. No. Fuck it, I'm lo- out. <laughs> I would love to see that, though. Yeah. No, that was like, it's almost like a Cuban B. Mm. Fuck you. you fuck, fuck you. Fuck you. You're, you're cool. And, and fuck, fuck you. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> that pretty much was. He Bro, you know how many pretty, people want to quit like that? I'm sorry? How many people want to quit their job Oh, totally. Like that? See, that's why they live They live vicariously through those scenes. Like, you know, Half-Baked, Jerry Maguire. Like, those very, like... um extravagant ways oh, yeah. to like oh, dude, uh, when leave I worked, a job yeah when i worked in a call center yeah I, I played the lotto i said dude if i hit this lotto i'm gonna stand up on my desk and i'm gonna go fuck all you yeah. motherfuckers <laughs> and leave right but yeah so um but yeah so that was the beginning of the richard we all knew and love yeah um so but yeah so um right after that he started at, um actually getting himself into the counterculture yeah. Um, he started, actually, he started rolling with, get this, Huey P. Newton, who what? was one of the founders of the Black, the Black Panthers, Panthers yeah. and Ishmael Reed, um, who was a um, poet, novelist, essayist. He's best known for his work for, uh, what was it, uh, Mumbo Jumbo? Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so um, that shaped his comedy because his comedy um, going into the 1970s started delving more into race. And in fact, he started using the word nigger a lot in his. Yep. Um, oh, bro, he wrote his, for Sanford his, and Son. Yep. Not just Sanford and Son, the Flip Wilson show, Lady Sings, and he appeared, and he started appearing in like the um, the pretty much like iconic black movies, like yep. Lady Sings the Blues, The Mac, yep. uh, Uptown Saturday Night, which I used to Was watch it, as a kid. Um, something Lightning. Oh, God. Damn oh, it. Um, Grease Lightning. Grease Lightning. No, Grease Lightning. It was something like that. No, it was called Grease Lightning. Was Grease Lightning? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. He was in that. Yeah. Um, he was in a lot of shit. The wa- uh, car wash. Car, wa- car wash. Whoa. Well, you know what's funny about car wash? I really didn't. His character oh. was either a pimp or a preacher. Yeah. I couldn't tell. To why, can't what you, he, why can't you be both? 
a pimp and a preacher. Yeah. I mean, like that. It's interchangeable. I mean, you know, you're pimping out people for the you, Lord. You hustling people. You're hustling from, people with the Bible. You hustling people for that, for money. that money. Yeah. Oh my God, preachers Dude, he, are pimps. What's funny? He was he was in the Muppet movie. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's a funny thing. See, okay. I've always I've always thought that was hilarious because George Carlin was on the Muppet movie, on the Muppet show. The Muppet show. Okay, a lot of like folks who were like did like R rated material. Did the did Sesame Street and the Muppets and everything? That's hilarious because that is a sign that you made it. Yeah, you know well, I mean, if you think about it, fucking who created the Muppets? Jim Henson. Jim Henson. Yeah. He was counterculture hippie motherfucker too. Oh, totally. I yeah. mean, when you look at him, he was. Yeah. You, you, he you through TV, you could he smelled like a hippie. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, and he was one of the first ones. He employed uh, gay men because mm-hmm. some of the you know the the Muppet puppeteers mm-hmm. were gay, are gay or were gay mm-hmm. so yeah there was a lot of them there and oh, yeah. come on let's face facts come on let's call it what it is sesame street had the very first gay couple on tv oh bert and ernie hell yeah yeah, yeah. the motherfucker come on now come on come on come on son come on son <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> two but single men living together without driving each other insane <laughs> oh bert <laughs> uh, fun, remember, uh, remember bert's laugh Right. Ah. Uh, oh, plot twist. Uh, Ernie's the top. <laughs> I mean, he did like that. He was a power bottom. He I mean, liked to take his bubble baths. I, I mean, like, er, I mean, Bert was too high strung. Uh, yeah, Bert was too high strung yeah. to be like a, you know, a top. Dude, okay. You've you seen Modern Family, right? Yeah. Bert is Cam. No, no. Bert, uh, Ernie's Cam. Yeah. Bert is it's a Mitchell. Mitchell. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just high strung. Yeah. And yeah. Tight ass. And yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> not so much. <laughs> Dependent. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. So, yeah. So, um, but yeah. So, um, so in the seventies, like, you know, Richard's like a uh, career took off because yeah, he started to be himself. Uh, oh, and he started working with, um, Paul Mooney. Well, you know what? Paul- Kevin Nash hasn't said a lot of smart things, but one yeah. of the smartest things he said is mm-hmm. if you let somebody, be themselves but amp it up to 10 Mm -hmm. they're gonna get over oh totally and he got over quick because his comedy was so um, unapologetic yeah uh he dwelled into race relations he talked about stuff from the black perspective that we've never heard before he he talked about growing up in a whole house Mm -hmm. he talked about the struggles on the street he talked Mm -hmm. about his time being a hustler Mm -hmm. he talked about the time that he Set himself on fire, free basin. Oh, we're gonna get into that. Yeah, yeah he, we're gonna get into he, that. Yeah. But I'm saying he but was yeah. he was unapologetic mm-hmm. and he was true. Yeah, he said real shit. He didn't make up stories. Oh no! In fact, like how real was he? His two of his like greatest comedy albums of all time was that nigger's crazy and bicentennial nigger. Okay, that's the one. Yeah, that I that turned me on to him. Both of those. Uh-huh. My sister owned both of those cassettes, uh-huh. and I snuck to listen to him. Mm. And it was crazy. Yeah. Uh, he he created this character in Bicentennial. Mudbone. Mudbone. Yeah. 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 <laughs> he was. He reminded me like Uncle Ruckus from uh, Boondocks. I think I think Mudbone was like an inspiration for Uncle Ruckus. Oh, yeah. yeah. Fucking yeah. Uncle Ruckus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um. But no, like uh, with his partnership with Paul Mooney, because like if you're gonna talk Paul about Richard, Mooney. we have Damn. to talk about Paul Mooney because he definitely was a. Um, a huge influence in Richard's career because yep. uh, he did write some of his routines for, oh, Saturday Night Live. You got to talk about Saturday Night Live real yep. quick because I do believe that uh, Richard Pryor was like the first black host. Right. And he had a lot of memorable moments such as Word Association, that skit he did with uh, with uh, Chevy Chase. Yeah. But yeah, so uh, Mooney wrote... Oh, yeah, when Chevy Chase kept dropping the... Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like, he's, nigger, dead honky. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah when he was jo- interviewing him for a job mm-hmm. bro and i saw that i was like how did chevy chase come out of there alive 
Um, I'm, they must. Oh, asked. he probably he must have had security that oh, yeah. night. No, no, but I'm saying right, but yeah. not for Rich. He probably told Richard, "Hey, are you okay with this?" Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I know, like, and Richard was probably, "Yeah, motherfucker, come yeah, on, yeah, let's yeah. just make that money, Because <laughs> Richard was all about making the money. Come on. Oh yeah, totally. Uh, but yeah, but uh, what was it? Um, but no, like with Paul and everything, like that partnership created a lot yeah. of great stuff because like. Um, Wrote material for Live on the Sunset Strip. Now, Live on the Sunset Strip. That's his biggest. That was his that biggest was one. His and biggest. that was the one, as I mentioned earlier, was the one that that's when I first heard of Richard yeah. Pryor because my dad used to watch that. Right. And so Richard Pryor wasn't a family-friendly comedian. Oh, no. God, no. And so the times he would watch that is when me and my sister were in bed and, like, you know, sleeping and everything. But, the, you know, you have those times when you wake yeah. up in the middle of the night and you start to, you know, you're curious about what your parents are watching. And so I got to sneak watch, like, um, live on the Sunset Strip. Right. And I heard this dude cussing and throwing N-bombs and everything. And so I thought this dude was just fucking fearless. Oh, and what you? he was saying, mm-hmm. I, at the time, didn't comprehend it because I was a small kid and everything. Right. Um, but looking back on his comedy, like, he... He made swearing intellectual because he, he yeah, did. Yeah. Because like, cause swearing always had a stigma, especially in comedy. Like if you swore, you're all make labeled a dirty comic. Yeah. And if you're labeled a dirty comic oh, working blue. blue, yeah, you would be known as like lowbrow. Lenny Bruce. Lenny yeah. Bruce. George yeah. Carlin. George Carlin. But, but let me tell you, the blue comics, the ones that swear, yeah. were the most intelligent. Well, well, see, the ones that see back then, yeah, but the ones that swear now, yeah, it's just because they, it's it's a it's a shock value. Yeah, 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 yeah. But fucking... with Richard, it wasn't shock value. Like some of it was shocking, no. but it wasn't it wasn't shock value to be an edge lord. Yeah. He hey. he was talking real stuff. Like, yeah, he made swearing like. It's own language, but you, you, you know. You know, he was the first black dude to host Saturday Night Live. Now that you mentioned Saturday Night Live, yeah, the first movie I ever watched with Richard mm-hmm. uh, was Stir Crazy. Oh, with, with Gene, uh, Gene Wilder. There, him and Gene Wilder had a great relationship. They had a great. You do you know something though? Mm-hmm. Their relation, their movie partnership could have started a lot sooner. Yeah. Yeah, because Richard actually co-wrote with Mel Brooks, Blazing Saddles. Oh, he was he was gonna be Cleavon. He was gonna be Cleavon. He was gonna be the Cleavon little part, the yeah. Sheriff Bart. Yeah, yeah. But the studio wouldn't insure him. Yeah, because yeah, that was after his free base and shit and all that. So, uh, wait, are you sure? No, 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 no. Free base was it was in nineteen eighty. You're right. You're right. Yeah. You're right. No, it wasn't. But he they for some reason. Well, well, he him. he okay. This wasn't safe for Richard anymore. This was no. scary black dude. Well, Richard. right. Yeah. So it, it was back in nineteen seventy four. So, so yeah, I'm, him yeah. him and Gene Wilder would have started their partnership. Yeah, even further back, but they were good, man. They were they, good they together. Were, they but did. There uh, was like, they did uh, stir crazy. Then they also did. I think it was Silver Streak. Yep. Uh, hear no evil. See no. See evil. no evil. Yeah, dude. They they had some funny ass shit. And dude. you know what? You know what the the sad thing about it was was that when Richard was becoming big, that's when he started heavily doing drugs. Oh yeah. Well, dude. And his like his personal. Coke. Coke, Coke was huge in the 70s and oh, 80s. Yeah. Oh, so Coke was like the signature drug of the 70s. Oh, yeah. And everybody was yeah. I mean, come on. John Belushi lived on that shit. Oh, totally. Like, he's, I'm, I'm pretty sure he was 80% Coke. <laughs> yeah. So, and, oh, and imagine. No disrespect, like, okay. but. <laughs> and also, like, he was a frequent host on Sunday Night Live. So, yeah. ima- and, like, imagine, like, partying with the, with the oh, not ready on, for dude. primetime come players on, during now. the 70s. Come on now. During when, like, when Belushi was at his utmost cokiest. Yep. And, che- and Chevy Chase was popping painkillers oh, like they were Tic Tacs. Oh yeah, totally. Yep. So yeah, so the Hollywood life, his success was also his downfall because 
he started acting erratic. He started becoming like a liability. Yeah. Like so much so that his partnership with um, Gene Wilder, even though they were like magic together, yeah. it was strained because Gene Wilder is a professional. And so there were times that it was tougher to work with him. Like I remember during like Stir Crazy, that was shortly after his freebasing accident. Yep. Um, well, it was also shortly after his visit to Kenya. Yeah. Apparently he made a pilgrimage to Kenya back Ooh. in 1979. Mm-hmm. And then after that, he swore that he would never use the word nigga and stand up again. Yeah. Yeah. So that that was a must have been a huge uh, awakening for him. Oh, yeah. Know? I mean, like going to the motherland is an awakening for uh, every um, black person. Right. You know, straight up, like you will like it's almost like I would say, you know, seeing the Infinity Stones, that vision and everything. Well, see, people think that he was somebody. There was always a rumor or urban legend that he was freebasing with alcohol. Yeah. But no, he was on a, like a binge mm-hmm. freebasing so much so that he poured rum all over himself and set himself on fire. Yeah. And was running down the street mm-hmm. on fire. He even made fun of he he laughed. Oh, yeah. he, he joked Live about on the it. Strip. Yeah, he joked yeah. about it. Because that, like, yeah, you know what's my favorite joke from Laughing Such a Strip? When he oh. talks about the monkey fucking him in the ear. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. <laughs> or my, my favorite one is like he lights a match and he says, What's this? Richard, Tri- Richard Pryor running down the street. <laughs> wow. But no, but, uh, but no, like what made Live on the Sunship Strip great was that he took what was a tragic moment in his life. He could have died yep. straight up. I remember one of the jokes in uh, – in love with the Sunset Strip was when he was talking about his uh, freebasing accident well, when he know, was uh, when he was uh, sent to the uh, hospital. Yeah. He said, "You know, you fucked up when the hot when the doctor looks at you and goes, ah! <laughs> <laughs> dude. Oh, and you know what's fucked up? Mm. That cost him actually another big role with Mel Brooks. Oh, History of the World. Yeah, which went to uh, Gregory Hines. Gregory Hines, another another uh, icon. Yeah, he would have put America. what is it, Josephus? Josephus. Josephus. Yeah. Can you imagine Richard Pryor in History of the World? Dude, oh my God. My favorite yeah. joke in History of the World, and it's a quick joke when the guy's like, give two out of pass, the blind guy. Yeah. And he goes, hey, Joseph. He goes, hey, hey motherfucker. motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> you got to be an intellectual to understand that. Right. Uh, but yeah, but no, honestly, shortly after his freebasing um, accident, like he started to mellow out like his... Um, yeah. He's you know, like you know he started to swear off drugs. Well, he started getting older too. So. Yeah. Well, and also the the MS didn't help either. Nope. Yeah. You no, know, I remember him that time. Yeah, he he had done some shit that you look at him and go, mm-hmm. why is Richard Pryor in that movie? Yeah, like Superman three. Mm-hmm. You know, which is the best Superman. <laughs> hey, you're, you're full of shit. We all know that, that Superman four: The Quest for Peace was great oh, when he God. when he fought the nuclear solid gold dancer <laughs> with the fucking. Uh, with the fucking like lacquered nails his, oh my God. his nail game was great though I will give him that dude anyway but yeah Richard yeah. Pryor was he he invented that synthetic kryptonite that made uh, Superman evil yeah, yeah it was uh, the, and I saw that as a kid and I'm like why why is Richard Pryor in this movie right and then uh, he that, was, that's like having like Kevin Hart in the Avengers yeah, yeah. and then I, that was after and then after that he did the toy the Toy was actually the first movie I watched Dude, with that Richard movie, Pryor. If, in high, you look back at it now, it's like this movie's fucking racist as fuck. Oh yeah, a little white boy wanted a black man for Christmas. It, it, <laughs> it, it, no, no, it's it's just so fucked up. Like I want him. No, 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 no. He goes, I want that. Yeah. He goes, oh, get him one of those big wheels. No, I want him. Okay. I do give the movie credit for being aware of yeah. how fucked up that is. Because Richard, I remember Richard saying in the movie, you know, slavery was like, you know, is not a thing anymore. No, but the, the funniest thing in that movie was, uh, it was Jackie Gleason. 
you know, Jack Lucas yeah, was yeah, awesome yeah. too. Uh, his uh, dim-witted uh, his trophy wife. His trophy wife. Yeah, she would call him "you ass." He's yeah. like, "It's you ass." <laughs> she kept calling him "you ass." <laughs> <laughs> Remember when she showed off Richard Pryor to yeah. like all of like his business partners yeah, and everything, yeah, yeah. and he's wearing that fucking Spider Man like uh, pajamas. <laughs> Dude, he did that. But if you like, I said in hindsight, it was about that same time they did that, and they did this Soul Man. It's like Hollywood is racist. Oh, told. Oh, Hollywood was. Crazy fucking racist. Are you kidding me? That was like the tip of the iceberg, dude. <laughs> I know, dude. Yeah. But no, after that, what was the one that he did after that? I Okay, I love uh, Brewster's Millions. He Bruce, did that, that was it. Then he Brewster's st- Millions uh, was such a dope movie. It started like his run again. Brewster's yeah. Millions was great. Who yeah. played his catcher in that one? Oh, uh, John Candy. John Candy. Dude, that they was were great a together. match made in heaven. You had Richard Pryor. You had John Candy. Yep. But no, like the... T- the John Candy was a funny motherfucker, he, We got to do an episode about him. Oh, God. Absolutely. Uncle Buck? Come on, man. Fucking, um, what was it? Um, uh, yeah, but that the plot of Bruce's Millions was so dope. Like, so dope. You get okay. You'll you have to spend. I think it was like thirty million dollars. Yeah, and you have to keep a receipt. But here's the thing: it cannot. You can't be, give it away. You can't give it away. It can't be for personal items. And you can't profit. Right. Yeah. So I love the fact that it was kind of a reverse. Uh, I don't know. It's like a reverse story. It's like one of the, a, a racist. White dude finding out that his great great grandfather was actually black. Oh, I I love. So it's kind of the reverse. He goes, his his great great grandfather was a white guy. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) No, I love that where he's watching the projector, like he's watching the film of like his uh, great great uncle's like uh, last will and testament. It's like greetings, Brewster from the grave. What's the matter? You didn't think your great grand uncle was a honky? (laughs) (laughs) And on that, let's go and take a quick break. We'll be right back. The video game of the year. Roger that, Bravo Sierra. We've got some insurgents killing orphans, and they've got some nerve toxin and a nuke and a random flashback level in which JFK and Castro duke it out on the moon. Righteous Slaughter 7. Copy that, Red Leader. Call in the airstrike. Righteous Slaughter 7, the realistic art of contemporary killing. How do you kill? Rated PG. Pretty much the same as the last game. And we're back. Thank you guys for continuing to hang out with us. So we're talking about the man, Richard Pryor. Uh, and you said what birthday this would have been his? Uh, yeah, December 1st. December 1st would yeah. have been and how, he, and he actually, right, but how old would he have been? Uh, he would have been 83, but oh, okay. he actually died a couple days, 10 days after his birthday. Oh, that's fucked up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think around the time after the movies we were talking about, that's mm. when he started his health decline. That's when MS really started fucking with him. Oh, yeah. Because his, his appearances in movie... And, and shit started getting further and further apart. Right. Yeah. You know, and one of my favorite movies kind of came up after that mm. was when uh he did um Harlem Nights. Harlem Nights. Wait. Oh, yeah. 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 Harlem Nights. Yeah. You know he was actually also considered for Billy Ray Valentine to trade in places before oh, yeah. Murphy. Oh totally. But uh, again, I, like I can fucking see that. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know. And honestly, it would have been great. It would have been great to see him and Dan Aykroyd oh, um, yeah. like team up and everything. But again, like that was like when you know. Um, I mean, shortly after his freebase and accident, but like he was still like seen as like a um, too much of a liability. Yep. Like, see, that's why like I I watch Thirty Rock and I see Tracy uh, Tracy Morgan's character Tracy Jordan, right? And you could tell that he was based on Pryor. Yep. On Pryor, Martin oh, Lawrence, yeah. and everything you because of the whole like we we miss out on a lot of cool movies that featured Richard yep. because like his personal life was just like chaos yeah well the thing is and then he like i said he started getting sick and shit yeah dude you know what's crazy mm. his life kind of went full circle because he started out clean you know mm. and like we said the safe one mm-hmm. and then after that he st- he got dirty and started dropping the n-word and mm-hmm. making up my bone and shit like that mm-hmm. 
and, and doing black exploitation movies. Yep. Then he started doing safer movies like uh, Hear No Evil, See No Evil, mm-hmm. shit like that. But Mo- then at, moving, that's yeah, a, moving. Yeah. But then towards the end, like yeah. Brewster's Million, moving, mm-hmm. he even got even safer. Because remember back in '84, he had his own kid show. That's right. It Prior's was uh, Place. Prior's Place, yeah. which it was kind of like a Black Sesame Street, right? And I didn't. Okay, so like they could have called it Black Street. Yeah, rah, show no diggity. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like his. When you look at his filmography, it is very like um it's like a circle it's like a circle not just a circle but also it's like very like multi um multi-layered or like what do you call it uh let's just say versatile yeah everything Uh, but because you know he does like you know these r-rated features he does mm -hmm. like these clean uh acts and everything but what was great about it is that yeah it's weird to see richard Pryor nowadays like looking back it's weird to see him in like a children's show or superman 3 and all that but that was that was a testament to his talent because he could do anything. It he was. Could, he could do comedy. He could do drama. He could do action. Yep. Um, I think, honestly... Um, but yeah, dude, I, it makes me want to go watch uh, Jojo Dancer again. Yeah. No. Uh, it makes me want to watch uh, also the uh, the trilogy. Um, well, it's an unofficial trilogy, but basically it's uh, Uptown Saturday Night. Mm. Um, what else? Grease Lightning. Grease Lightning. Uh, no, not, not, I, I don't no think, the Mac. The, uh, not not no. the Mac. Well, but anyway, oh, yeah, no, the, after that, bro, all that. Oh, I'm sorry. I just remembered. So it's Uptown Saturday mm-hmm. Night. Let's do it again. And a piece of the action. Gotcha. So, no, yeah. My favorite movie, honestly, is 1989 with him and Eddie Murphy. Same Har- here. Harlem Nights. Harlem, Harlem Nights. Dude, Harlem honestly, Nights dude, so fucking good. Lim- dude. You know what's great? Like, I remember watching that movie with my dad. Yeah. Like, And that movie holds a special place in my heart because you see... All these icons yeah. into a, a young black boy and everything. Seeing all these like icons in a movie like that, you could but you could see that his health was kind of on decline there yeah. because he his voice kind of started changing and yeah. he he was you know he he was different in that one. Oh yeah, well well I mean it did work with the character because yeah. he was supposed to be the uncle, which was revealed to be the father of Eddie Murphy's character. Yeah. Quick, um, quick, quick, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but uh, no, well, Richard was sugar. No, no, he was quick. Yeah. Eddie Murphy was quick. Eddie Murphy was, yeah. yeah. But like, we just have to like take a moment to like, just like look at this fucking cast. Because oh, no, you had dude, Eddie yeah. Murphy, yeah. Richard Pryor, Red Fox, Danny Aiello, Della Reese. Della Reese. You had uh, Arsenio Hall. Yep. Jasmine uh, Guy. Le- it, Layla Roshan. You had Tommy. Yep. <laughs> Tommy from Martin. Oh, yeah. Tommy's Mikel Ford. Yeah, yeah, yeah. May he rest in peace as uh, well. Layla Rashawn. Yeah. Yep. Robin was, Harris, a.k.a. Was, Baby's Kid Robin Harris. I love, I love. was it Layla Rashawn? They call her Sunshine mm, because yep. her pussy's so good, you throw it up in the air, it becomes Sunshine. <laughs> See, what was great about this movie is that um, it was a dream of Eddie to not only direct his own movie, right. but to also work with his with like his uh, inspirations. Oh, Red yeah. Fox Dude, and Red uh, Fox. Richard Pryor. You big dummy. It was like the end game for Black people I you love, know what i'm saying I like love, you had like all these grades yeah but dude that, that movie honestly mm-hmm. almost every scene is like when he, he uh, goes he goes you got my mouth already some orange juice and there's only a swaggle shut up i'm gonna get somebody to get some orange juice <laughs> my, my one of my favorite moments was the um the Pit. boxer with the stutter oh, oh. i remember him i'm 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 <laughs> uh, Stan Shaw. Yeah, and I remember him. Like, that was like the move. That movie and um, House Guests yeah. were the ones that come to yeah. mind when I think of him. But uh, but yeah, no. He played honestly, a cop in some movie too. But anyway, he was a, but, he was one of those character actors. Yeah, but he it. 
Um, but no, that movie was um, that movie was honestly was really under underappreciated. Come on, you didn't like the pinky toe? Oh, that was actually my favorite scene. Was when was when was 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 when Eddie Murphy and Della Reese got into a fight in the alley, and Della Reese was she whooping his ass the fuck out. And so he's like, "All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna get the bitch out. This bitch. I'm gonna shoot this old bitch." <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, even as a kid, I wouldn't fuck with Della Reese. She, I love her, Red Fox. Sugar, you fight. I mean, he goes, quick, you fight not your way, class. <laughs> <laughs> he told, he knew she was gonna kick his ass. Oh, totally. Yeah. Well, because well, Della Reese looks like she would kick your ass. Yeah. No, but up. honestly, the funniest fucking scene of that whole movie, mm-hmm. and, and it's for me. I can't say it's for everybody. Mm-hmm. When Arsenio Hall is crying because he just found his brother dead, mm-hmm. right? Tommy from Martin. I yeah. can't remember the guy's name. And they chase him quick. Yeah, actually, it's Thomas McHale Ford. Okay. And yeah. quick jumps into the store uh-huh. and they shooting Tommy guns at the fucking store. Mm. And Arsenio has that one guy with him. Uh-huh. Hey, every time they stop shooting, he goes, pack, pack with his revolver. <laughs> and he, they spray again and then he goes, pack, pack. He goes, motherfucker, you're shooting that little ass gun. <laughs> he goes, and he goes off of him for shooting the little ass. What you think you're doing with that little ass fucking gun? My other favorite moment, this really funny line, and I, I use it to like uh, in roast battles and yeah. everything, is when uh, Della Reese says, you, you shut the fuck up, Bernie. I would tell you to kiss my ass, but knowing you, you probably can't find it, you blind motherfucker. <laughs> oh, yeah, Red Fox. Remember mm. he had those glasses on? his like fucking big ass eyes. <laughs> he was funny. No, but uh, dude, that, that, that was just a great movie. And honestly, that was like... Honestly, I hate to say it, but it, it's true. But that was his last good movie yeah. because his um well his health started declining. His health started declining, but also his choice and roles were really yeah. starting to like, get worse because well, I mean, he had MS. He had to be around on a mobility scooter, so mm-hmm. there's just so much he could do, you know. Yeah, and well, I mean, it's, MS is a motherfucker, dude. Yeah, uh, because like after that, like it, like all of his movies started like uh, bombing at the box office. Right. Um, because after that, it was Another You, which was... Another You was like the last collaboration between him and Richard Pryor. Was it? Yeah, and I think... Wait, he is Richard Pryor. Yeah. Wait, Richard Pryor and Gene Wilder. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, cut that part out. Yeah. Um, but, I, never, uh, I don't even remember that movie. Yeah. Well, no, it was like... It was a blink and you miss it, you know? Um, but yeah, and I think that was also uh, Gene Wilder's last movie. Because he started to do like... Um, he started to like step away from Hollywood, do like some usual, yeah. some G- roles. Well, Gene Wilder was taking care of his wife because she yeah. had gotten sick too. And he, uh, he uh, Gilda Ratner, Gilda Ratner. Actually, st- that was after she died actually. Was it? Yeah. No. I yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, well, it must've been because I know that he stepped away because of her. Right. Right. Uh, from doing movies and shit. So. Yeah. But yeah. So, um, like in his, you know, it's, um, that is a very Jewish looking couple. Oh, Gilda, uh, Gilda Ratner, Ratner and Gene Wilder. Wilder. Oh, totally. Yeah. They they be like your in laws yeah. basically. You get your mom, Jane. Did you get the rye bread? Yeah, yes, Gilda. I got the rye the bread. The marble rye from Schmitz's. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, but yeah, but honestly, like he just had like a, a really amazing career. Like he, he inspired did. a lot of comics. Like you know, the reason we have Chris Rock, Dave Chappelle, um, Eddie Murphy, yeah. was because of him. Well, he he. What does they say? He crawled so they could walk. Mm-hmm. Oh, he walked so they could run. Yeah. Uh, so, but Jer- dude, Jerry Seinfeld of all people. Oh yeah. Called him a Picasso. Yeah. He called him the Picasso of their profession. Mm-hmm. So I mean that's that's high praise because I mean let's face facts, like or not like Jerry Seinfeld, mm-hmm. motherfucker know how to make money. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's probably one of the richest, if mm-hmm. not the richest, comedian in the world. I just remember in this, history. I just remember this other uh, this one story that Freddie Prince Jr. told. Um, 
that because uh, Richard Pryor and his father Freddie Prinze uh, were best friends. Shocker! Oh yeah, I'm shocked. Right, <laughs> and uh, they were in love with the same woman, uh, Pam Greer. Uh oh. So Pam who was Gre- in love with who was who wasn't in love with Pam I'm Greer? Saying, in the 70s, I'm saying. I'm saying. Honestly, I would like to see that movie right there. <laughs> Are you t- you're like three, three the hard way. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but no, like, uh, but yeah. So, um, but but also, fun fact: not only did uh, uh, Pam Greer used to uh, um, date Richard Pryor, but she actually uh, helped him to like try to kick his habit, his drug habit, no and kidding. also helped him uh, to teach him how to read because he was illiterate. Well, I mean, he dropped out of school at fourteen. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. But uh, but yeah, he told this one story, and I think that uh, Richard was like jealous of uh, Freddie Prince because. Uh, uh, Pam Grew was also in love with Freddie Prince Jr. Right. I mean, not Freddie Prince Jr. Freddie Prince Senior. And Freddie, so, just Freddie Prince. It's Freddie Prince, yeah. And so um, he, uh, so Freddie Prince Jr. When he met um, Richard Pryor when he was a teenager, he told him like, you know, your daddy was a motherfucker, but I love that motherfucker. <laughs> so can you imagine being yeah. like Richard Pryor, like an icon? Yeah. Going up to you and saying like, I loved your daddy. Yeah. No. Um, dude, there's a great quote from uh, from from Dave Chappelle. Mm-hmm. He goes, you, "You know, like those shirts where the evolution of man. Mm-hmm. You know, they show the evolution of man. Mm-hmm. Richard was the dude that was walking upright. Yep. He was the highest evolution of comedy. Mm-hmm. That's that's last. That- I I will believe in comedians' jokes than than I believe anything like you know in the Bible or anything else. Well, you know what Mel Brooks said. Mm. He goes, he's a stand-up philosopher. Ah. a stand-up philosopher. Oh. A bullshit, bullshit artist. artist. <laughs> <laughs> um, I remember um, Bill Cosby had this quote, and uh, Richard Pryor drew the line between comedy and tragedy as thin as one could possibly paint it. And that is spot on right. because a lot of shit that Richard joked about would make a, you know, would be horrible to go through. Yeah. But he was able to find comedy through his upbringing. Oh, of and course. That takes, that takes talent. I mean, and if, also, you can, if you can't laugh at your own tragedies, then I mean, you know, if you survive those tragedies, mm-hmm. it's something that you got to look back and laugh. I said, I went through all that shit, but I made it. Yeah. You know, dude, there was a great documentary they did about him in 2003. Mm. It said, I ain't dead yet. I ain't dead yet, <laughs> motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, a lot of people were on there. It was uh, Dave Chappelle, Dennis yeah. Leary, Chris Rock. I remember Wanda that Sykes. special. Uh, John Stewart is on there. Oh, yeah. his uh, his widow. Um, he he was married, like, actually, like. Seven times to five different women. I'm trying to remember. Um, Jennifer Lee. Wait, how you marry seven times to five different women? Well, you married twi- the same one twice? Yeah. <laughs> well, two of them twice. Oh my god. Jennifer Lee, um, who, who's also the mother of his uh, of his daughter, um, Rain. Rain. Rain yeah. Pryor. Rain Pryor. Yeah. Um, Jennifer. Lee, I remember Jennifer Lee on there, and she said so many great stories about Richard. Yeah. And her nickname that he gave her was Angel Pussy. <laughs> 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 Which honestly, would you? Would you hear it, Angel Pussy? That's uh, that sounds like something that Richard like, would only say. Oh, that's adorable. <laughs> His other wife, he called her what? Devil's anus. Yeah. <laughs> but no. no, but like I mean, like I, I forgot how the story went, but like she found out why just because you're married to a black man doesn't mean you could use the word nigger. All yeah. Oh yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. Right. I'm trying yeah. to remember like how it went, but like it was a whole like she remember saying. Uh, she, she said, like, you know, I remember hanging out with Richard with all of his friends. They're going, like, nigga this, nigga that, nigga, nigga, nigga. And then she says it, and the whole it room was like Par- silent. It was like Parker Lewis can't lose. Everybody just, Whoop. yep. <laughs> What'd you say? Oh, that's a nice deep cut there. Yeah. yeah. Well, Parker Lewis can't lose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, You mean the Ferris Bueller of uh, Fox TV? Right. We have Ferris Bueller at home. 
AKA the Dee Dee Pickles makes a teenager's life a living hell. Oh my God. Cause she voiced the principal. Did she? Yeah. Uh, Dee Dee Pickles. Yep. Yep. Uh, no, you, you, uh, rain prior head of the class, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 That is a, she was a very, uh, unique looking girl. God damn son. What? <laughs> Just the way you said it, we on that's code for something. Yeah, code for ugly as fuck. I mean, what? <laughs> you no, know, she became a great voice actress. After oh yeah, that. yeah, yeah. But nobody yeah, wanted, nobody want to look at her face. God damn! <laughs> Did she kill your parents or something? Shit! She's <laughs> part of Al Qaeda. <laughs> anyway, yeah. No, but BET also produced a special after he passed away. I think mm-hmm. it was. It was the uh, funniest man dead or alive. Mm-hmm. So, and he also, I remember um, back in '98, he won the uh, Mark Twain Award. No kidding. Uh, oh yeah, and I remember. I remember that because I I watched that special on TV, and right. Morgan Freeman was there. Robin Williams, who was also inspired and worked with uh with um with uh, Richard Pryor. Right. Uh, but a lot of like these greats like um honored him and everything. But yeah, the Mark the Mark Twain Prize for American humor. No kidding, mm-hmm. dude. They did a lot of shit for him. Like uh, there's this other one I haven't seen it yet, but it sounds fucking good. Mm. It was a uh, something called a prior engagement. It was played at the uh, Brooklyn Academy of Music. Mm-hmm. Uh, it ran for two weeks. It uh, had comedians talking about the, how he influenced them. Mm-hmm. Guys like George Carlin, Dave yep. Attell, Dave Attell. Yeah. <laughs> see, you know, and one of the was, whitest comedians ever, and he see, was and that's a Richard testament Pryor. to Richard's comedy because yep. not only did it come from the point of view of a black man, but it was appealed to everyone. Bro, this His, one, this one will surprise you. Yeah. Colin Quinn. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's not surprising. Like, honestly, a dude from Boston. Uh, no, no, he's not from Boston. Yes, he's he from is. Bro- is he? Yeah, I he's from Brooklyn. Oh, no, no, no. He is from Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, the other guy on this list is from Boston. Dennis Leary? Bill Burr. Bill Burr? Oh, Bill yeah. Bill Burr was influenced oh, by him. Bill Burr's Boston as fuck. And Joey Diaz. Yep. yep they but were yeah. all influenced by him. Well, if you if you look if you look at it, mm-hmm. and you should, te- you should uh, attest to this, yeah. but even white guys from Brooklyn and even white guys from Boston could have the same energy oh, as absolutely. a black dude. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, yeah. they do. That yeah. They could. They do. Yeah. But the thing is, if you see all these comedians that I just named, mm-hmm. uh, including Eddie Izzard, mm-hmm. they're unapologetic. Yeah. Like, they say their shit and they, like, they own all their shit. Mm-hmm. The only one I can see out here that maybe, eh, was Jerry Seinfeld. See, well, you know, the funny thing is that, yeah, I mean, like, well, J- could, Jerry at first was kind of blue. Yeah. That's just like the first time I ever saw Bob Saget do stand up and he wasn't on Full uh, House. Full House. Yeah. It's like he started cussing and talking about doing coke. And I'm like, Danny? Is that you? <laughs> I would expect this from Uncle Joey, but Mi- not Danny. Mr. Tanner. Right. <laughs> what if Michelle heard you say that? <laughs> oh, the irony of you saying Michelle. Uh, no, or hell, if you even said Stephanie. Wow. Because yeah, they, well. they were in the drugs. Yeah. Just a little, oh, but no, no but no, like, no, because Michelle now is. Uh, oh no, wait, which one was the Michelle's the youngest? Never yeah, mind, that yeah, was the twins. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I meant the Jesus freak, the other one. Oh, Candace Cameron. Yeah, yeah, the one's married to the other Jesus. I mean, sister of the other Jesus freak. Oh, they ruined cut. one of the greatest sitcoms of all time with his fuckery. Oh, uh, go, uh, groin pains. Yeah, I, I have to call him Cunt Cameron. Oh, I loved, I love me some Alan Thick. Mm-hmm. Mike, I bet you what do. are you doing? He was thick. <laughs> wow. Woo. Dude, Mike, anyway, you know, Alan Thick was the coolest Canadian square dad ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was. He was. He was pulling him in. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. But no, but like, honestly, like he inspired so many people from different like backgrounds and everything. And now honestly, and that's what, and I think that's what made his, uh, his comedy like stand the test of time because it was relatable. Even if you weren't in his shoes, even if you were a different race, it was relatable. He was a storyteller. He was an innovator. 
I mean, he proved that comedians aren't always about jokes. They're about, like, teaching you things. And that's why Bill Burr, Eddie Izzard, and all the other comedians became so unapologetic with their comedy because they found the strength with with Richard. And so – and honestly, his, like – his, like, influence will go on forever because, you know, there are still, like, new comedians that are discovering um, Richard's work and, you know, learning. Because um, he was a comedian's comedian. Right. You know, he was the guy that was always reliable, not only for a laugh, but you can learn something from Oh, yeah. yeah. Dude, to this, in 2019, they even produced a fucking uh, a, a, a documentary. So they keep over and over he did so much Mm -hmm. for the community for comedy that they still to this day are still doing documentaries about him Mm -hmm. dude did you know maybe you didn't know this i didn't know this they planned a biopic about him oh it's supposed to be 2013 and yeah mike epps was in the running no 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 this is a different one before that one there's two yeah oh there was three the this one was actually planned uh, started being planned in 2013 and it was going to be produced by Chris Rock and Adam Sandler. Mm. It was called Richard Pryor. Is it something I said? <laughs> and it was supposed to star. Uh, it, it was supposed to star a uh, young uh, Marlon Wayans. Mm-hmm. Marlon Wayans as Rich, as young Richard. And, oh no, you're right. Sorry, it was uh, Mike Epps was going to play him older. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, but thank God it didn't happen. Mike yeah, I was about to Epps, say Mike, because Mike like I can't I can't stand Mike Epps. Mike so, Epps is so for him awful. to like star as like an icon yeah. would be sacrilege. Eddie Griffin did his voice in Black Dynamite. Oh yeah, in the, yeah, yeah. In the animated series. I love Eddie Griffin. Yeah, yeah. Eddie Griffin is real. He yeah. is. Yeah, he's one of the last real ones. Yeah, yeah. Him and Cat Williams. Mm. Don't even get me started about that other D.L. Hughley guy. I can't <laughs> stand that guy. He's awful, dude. Yeah. His com- his comedy is so bad. Mm. So is Mike Epps. Yeah. Ugh. Anyway, that, that's just my opinion. But yeah, Richard to this day is still... <clears throat> they. Yep, mm. they they still trying, man. They they yeah. still keep trying to make it. So mm. honestly, honestly, if if you were to do if you were to do a film about his life, yeah, right now, who do you think could play him? Honestly, nobody. I would get an unknown to play Richard because the thing is, is that Richard was such a huge personality. So when you see someone trying to emulate him, it's a right. it's gonna be like a like a huge mountain to climb. It's not like it's gonna be like as about as tough as Jimmy Fox when he played Ray. He was able to pull it off, but like just imagine like the pressure. Yeah, you know, no that huge pressure. Yeah, you would have to get a relatively unknown person, right? And they would have to be able to portray his spirit and that's going to be hard because mm-hmm. he had this way about him that it was like like you said like we've yeah. been saying unapologetic mm-hmm. but it was also kind it's yeah. weird because he wasn't an angry black he wasn't no. that what they call the angry black man no he, he was energetic yeah and he wasn't obnoxious energetic he no. was like he was almost he didn't like have what you say pick me energy right he wasn't <laughs> he didn't have dane cook energy <laughs> fucking dane cook yeah but his, dane, dane I, cook couldn't lick right. richard's balls right um, which I don't know. He wouldn't be uh, opposed to that because uh, <laughs> a lot of tea uh, that his one of his widows, um, Jennifer Lee, mm. she spilled a lot of tea about Richard Pryor, especially like him and uh, Marlon Brando were in a relationship, a secret relationship. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh. See, so Richard Pryor was like, I didn't know Richard rolled that way. He rolled every way. Well, yeah, now that you say that, yeah. Guess who he uh, used to uh, partake with? Mm. Uh, Lois Lane. Margot Kidder? Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. They said she fell in love with him in two seconds flat after meeting him. Damn. Yeah, Richard has some game. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, if you look at his, like, you know, his past wives, he was mm-hmm. with Pam Greer, Margot Kidder, and everything. He, uh, he liked him some white women, though. Oh, oh he did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, Wait, he, he, look at that stereotype, bro. 
Yeah. He's got seven children mm-hmm. with six different women. It's like, yeah, it was like he was like the original Nick Cannon. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Nick, but no, but Nick yeah. Cannon ain't got shit on me. <laughs> but, oh imagine them trying to recruit Nick Cannon to play Richard Pryor. Oh God, no. That would be terrible, Dear but it's like, Lord, are you no. basing that just because he keeps like shooting cum babies? He's like, Hey Nick, do you want to play Richard Pryor in a movie? Why? Because I got a lot of kids from different mamas. Well Well <laughs> You're a method actor. <laughs> he does meth. I mean, would no. you be shocked? I mean, no, no, no. Look at that motherfucker. He's the cleanest dude ever. Did Other you, than like his like multiple kids no, and everything. There's one guy that's cleaner than him. Who? Mr. Wayne Brady. Uh, uh, Wayne Brady's a clean. He's he's one of the safe ones. <laughs> that's until we saw the Chappelle show. You're one of the good ones, right? Although he goes, you better have Wayne Brady's money. But yeah. Wayne Brady pop a cap in your ass. Yeah. But no, but is uh, Wayne Brady gonna have to slap a bitch? <laughs> No, Wayne Brady's got a choke a bitch. Choke a bitch. Yeah. But no, but um but yeah, so um but yeah, so like yeah, so he actually uh it was like in a biography uh in his uh biography becoming Richard Pryor. Yeah. Um Dude, yeah. he had his first kid at sixteen. Yeah. Um he was open about his uh bisexuality. No shit. Oh yeah. And um but yeah, and like uh, not only did uh, Jennifer Lee Mm-hmm. Uh, say that he had a relationship with a Marlon Brando. So did Quincy Jones. Yeah. Now I remember when when Quincy Jones said that because Quincy Jones was on his tea spilling tour. Yeah. Like he was telling all these stories about right. the Beatles, about Michael Jackson, and he used to roll with uh with Richard. You and know he did, crazy? And he did confirm that he, Richard yeah. and, and uh, Marlon Brando you know were a thing. You know what's crazy about Marlon Brando? Mm. He was one of those dudes that never said he was bisexual, mm-hmm. but he's one of those dudes that's so good looking. It's like, I could just fuck anybody I want. Oh, yeah. Because that's how good looking he was. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, same with like uh, Richard, like not with like the good looking part, but no, the Richard fact that he's yeah. the fact that he was so fucking open and unapologetic. The, char- the charisma. He was very the charismatic. Charis- oh, yeah. No, dude. It's what's crazy about his kids, mm-hmm. his first one was born in 1957. Yeah. His last kid was born in 1987. Mm-hmm. It, that's that's a thirty year difference mm. between his kids. Yeah. Oh, fun fact. How about this one? He had two kids born in nineteen eighty seven. <laughs> same mama one, or two? One in April, one in October. Damn. No, it's not same mama. I mean, would you put it past him if he was like, no. you know, no? What do you call it? Like, Come you know, hopping between like you know yep. one bed and the other. Yeah. Imagine that. Oh, this is my sister. Yeah, we were born the same year. Are you twins? No. Nope. <laughs> That's funny, dude. Man, but yeah, but no, like honestly, he was a figure where his like his private life, mm-hmm. his showbiz life, it was uh it was crazy. Yeah. It was it was that, no wonder his his album was that that nigga's crazy. Yep. But like Well, the, he was open to his friends about his bisexuality, but not to the public. Right. And which know, is a huge difference. Well, you know yeah. why though? Because yeah. because Bisexual women are fetishized. Yeah. Bisexual men are told they're disgusting. And on top of the black, on top of that, he was a black man. A black bisexual man. And that he was also doing drugs as well. Yeah. So. In the public. Oh he, no. Oh, they, he would have been demonized. Oh God. Yeah. yeah, dude. You know what's fucked up is that the drugs and the sleeping around and everything with women, that's okay. Mm-hmm. But God forbid you be bisexual. Yeah. A bisexual black. Oh, dude. Male. Even her. Yeah. Even his daughter denied yeah. it. Like she was in denial about it. Yeah, and her mom's like, "Yeah, your dad was." Yeah, yeah. I mean, your dad's not gonna tell you, "Honey, I'm bisexual." No, yeah. he's gonna, yeah, he's gonna hide it from his kids. See, too. I, I feel like that's why Jennifer Lee was like his true soulmate because she was an unpo- she's an unapologetic just as he is. Yeah, like she told all these stories and everything, interviews and oh, everything. Yeah. Oh, dude, just her, with the same type of like realness as he does. Her, her my favorite quote I seen by her mm-hmm. just now, she was on TMZ. TV, right? She mm. goes, "Hey, 
It was the 70s. Drugs were still good. If you did enough cocaine, you'd fuck a radiator and send it flowers <laughs> in the morning. <laughs> she ain't wrong. <laughs> I love I mean, the fact that she said you send it flowers in the morning. <laughs> That's some crazy shit, dude. Um, I mean, but it, he was just that real, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Honestly, there was uh, the guys, the comedians, and just to wrap it up with this, the comedians mm-hmm. from the 70s. Mm-hmm. 60s and 70s were probably the most influential of all time mm-hmm. and some of them very few of them are still around today because mm-hmm. you think about it who's the comedians that you can quote almost all the time all their shit mm-hmm. uh it's it's george carlin mm-hmm. richard pryor mm-hmm. cheech cheech and chong mm-hmm. uh and, and those guys that, that was that that 70s comedians yeah like and they were the edgy like counterculture comedians and those are the ones that you can really like relate to and that mm. you can even recite some of their shit right off the top of your head. Mm. Like, I don't know any Bill Cosby's fucking jokes. Yeah. I know the whole thing about giving your kids chocolate cake for breakfast. Or the football joke. Oh, the football joke. Yeah. But that's it. You know, I'm the first sit down comedian. Oh, how edgy. Yeah. But the guys that I remember are guys like, uh, mm-hmm. you, you, I could tell you off the top of my head, I could quote you like 800 different George Carlin ones. Mm-hmm. Cheech and Chong. Richard Pry out the motherfucker, mm-hmm. and, and it was it was because they brought that same real energy. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna tell you about all the shit that's happened to me, mm-hmm. but I'm gonna make you laugh about it because showing you that I can laugh at myself about it. Now, uh, George Carlin is almost a philosopher. Yeah, he is a stand up philosopher mm-hmm. uh, because he comes with some real shit. Mm-hmm. But they were just real and they didn't apologize. Like they they spoke against as they referred to it the man. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God! If you, like the way that um, Richard Pryor called out, like you know, um, the governments and like uh, the communities and everything oh, that would, uh, that what's it called, that would gentrify like neighborhoods, like how like um, the prison industrial complex yeah. and everything. He put everyone on blast, yep. and honestly, and I think that's what um, was appealing about him. He was a rebel. And he was also one that was like he was he was giving wake up calls. Like yep. his stand up specials were I like to call like KRS one coined the term edutainment. And that was Richard Edutainment? Yeah. Because yeah. that That's was him in a nutshell. Yeah. Cause that was Richard, that was uh George and them. Like yep. they were telling you some real shit, but they were also making you laugh. Absolutely. Yep, yep. And Dude, I got uh, I got a Richard Pryor LP to this day. Mm-hmm. To this day, I got a Richard Pryor LP, and yeah. I just found a George Carlin original one from uh, at Goodwill of all places. An original Carlin LP. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yep. The, still, uh, was it a uh, uh, window box? God mm-hmm. damn it! Uh, I, uh, Ohio window box, some mm-hmm. shit like that. Cleveland window box. Yep. Where he grew his pot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I still have um, you know, my three favorite like Richard Pryor movies, like Harlem Nights. Bruce's Millions, the toy and everything. If I had to pick my three, yeah, it, Harlem Nights is number yeah. one. Harlem Nights will always be number one. Mm-hmm. And then, honestly, uh, Silver Streak mm-hmm. with him and Gene Wilder. Yep. And then the third one, fuck, that one's a hard one to choose. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I have to say Brewster's Millions. Yeah, yeah. Because him and John Candy were, were just fucking magic. great together. They were awesome. Yeah, they were almost as good as him and Gene. Yeah, almost. But it was just that they they had that realness about mm-hmm. them. Like you could tell they were really friends. Him and John Candy. Yeah, yeah. But, which which is interesting because like they're so they were so different. You have yeah. Richard Pryor from the streets, raising a brothel, like you know, drugs and all that, and then you have John Candy from Canada, 
Yeah, he's it, pretty much a Ned Flanders, like totally clean <laughs> in like his private so life you and think. everything. Who knows? <laughs> but they maybe were just, he was he was doing coke off of hookers' asses. You don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Why didn't they call him John Candy? Uh, his nickname was Nose. Yeah. Get it? John Nose Candy. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. <laughs> That's cocaine. Dude. I don't know. Your 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 uh, debauch your degenerate John Candy fan fiction is wild, though. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. Look at Chris Farley was a heroin addict. Yeah, but that was that was our two different beasts, dude, though. Not for none. When I heard he was a heroin addict, I was like, I've never seen a fat yeah. heroin addict. <laughs> yeah, but 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 fucking like difference was is that. Chris Farley was crazy insecure. Yeah. John Candy wasn't. Dude, you know what? You know what was shocked me that they were heroin addicts too. What was that? Uh, William uh, William Seymour, uh, Seymour Hoffman. Yeah, bro. And then he bought like a crate full of, of heroin. Damn. Was like, damn, he wanted to die. But anyway, yeah. Richard was the shit, man. He was he, mm. to this day. If anybody listens to his records now, for the PC culture and the uh, the the um, how would you call it the Gen Z, mm. I don't know if they could listen to his earlier shit. You know? Yeah. Uh, I don't think they could. It would be offended by everything he said, the mm -hmm. whole thing, because he said some offensive shit. However, I still think that they could learn from that. They could. You know could. what I'm saying? Like, it's going to be raw. Yeah. It's going to be unapologetic. It's going to be No, raw was face. Eddie Murphy. What's up? Raw was Eddie Murphy. Yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> you uh, said raw. Uh, raw was Eddie you, Murphy. Yeah, yeah. No. It, but, but, but. There were, le there were lessons. There, and I feel, there and I feel were? like, and you have to do give Gen Z credit and everything. Like, they are a very, like, you know. Um, they could be open minded, open -minded but there's but certain also, words like, that look, set them off. Yeah, you know. Well, yeah. Well, that's gonna happen. And he used yeah. all of them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but with the, with his words, like again, like they, it wasn't just for shock value. Yeah. Like he was telling stories. He was educating. There was a reason why he would use those words. There was a reason why he would say nigger. There was a reason why he would cuss. It wasn't just to like you know shock the squares. Yeah. Like he was he was speaking some realness, and with some realness. You're gonna hear some harsh language. I mean, he what he did was he just he spoke from his heart, mm -hmm. and yeah, you're right. He used words that of the time, mm -hmm. and it it wasn't to be offensive to people. Mm -hmm. It was to open people's eyes and mm -hmm. and like you said, kind of take the the word back mm -hmm. because uh, it was being used derogatory all the time. Mm -hmm. So if they hear more and more black people saying it, especially. A black dude with a microphone standing a couple of in front of a couple of thousand people, mm -hmm. it, it takes the power away from it. You know those fucking racists had to be pissed off. Like, God damn it, that was our word. <laughs> hey, you can't use that word. That's our word to make fun, fun of you. <laughs> <laughs> like Homer with like uh, John Waters. Yeah. Like, don't you use the word fruit? That's our word to make fun of you. <laughs> Gee, thanks. Yeah. That's stupid. Yeah. But no, you, everybody just look him up. Mm -hmm. And his uh, discography, if you want to listen to it, mm -hmm. uh, there's some shit on there you ain't going to like, but it's going to make you laugh. Your side's going to hurt. God damn it. Now it's going to make me want to break out my records and listen to it. I'm saying, man. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look him up on the YouTube. Right. On the YouTube. I'm going to start like uh, doing like a film festival now. Well, yeah. Hulu actually has, I think, the last time I looked, his live on the Sunset Strip on there. It so. does, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. right, it also does have uh, Bruce's Millions, too. Yeah. Yep, so yep. you got anything else to say before we get out? I just want to say thank you, Richard Pryor. Like, you know, you are a huge part of my upbringing your fearlessness your your comedy your uh, your knowledge is still appreciated to this day we miss you happy birthday and you know i bet you're making like you know god you know piss his pants laughing while you know uh hooking up with some uh with some angels richard watch out for that monkey he might be up there <laughs>
right, everybody. Thanks a lot for hanging out with us. Remember to follow us on social media at the Minority Support and Minority Support 2.0, our backup account on TikTok. And for me and Jay's show, we will see it. You know what, asshole? Ha!